We are live. It is 3.13 p.m., 9.13 p.m. BST. It's a, it is the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. We're hey. coming to you live. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Joe, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not too bad. Um, at my um, uncle's celebration of life today, hence the Arsenal shirt. Up right. The well, yeah, he yeah, took like me to my I... first Arsenal game. Good deal. So I, I'm I'm hoping that went pretty well, and you're at your mom's house. Yeah, it's so. nice to spend some time with some family. Absolutely, family's great, especially with the Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. I don't know in the U.K. I'm not sure what they. I don't know. If they have Memorial Day or nothing what much going on in there. No. Not really. That's okay. And That's if all about Jubilee to- next week. Jubilee, uh, Platinum Jubilee. Okay. The Queen of the Queen. That's right, because that's important. Yeah, the big Queen deal. here. Absolutely. Big and deal. if you are watching the stream, you'll see that we have a very special guest. We have Adam Matlock. Tech Odyssey has oh, decided to join us. And we are excited because I'm a huge fan of Adam's channel. I've been a fan for quite a long time. I know he's been around for a few years. So he's decided to spend a, a little bit of time with us here on a Sunday before Memorial Day. Adam, thank you for joining us, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank, thank you for you. stopping by. Sure thing. Thanks for uh, having me on board. And uh, special is very subjective. It's a, a, a good kind of special. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I mean, uh, well, the funny thing is we were kind of talking prior to the show about, you know, the genesis of the channel. And that's what we kind of talk about here on the Nomad Tech Project, really about. Uh, so a first question I have really is like Tech Odyssey. Is that really a, is it a plan of words or is it just is it exactly what I think it was? Is I want to take an Odyssey on tech. I mean, I'm curious to as to the to the name of your channel and where that kind of came from. And uh, hopefully there's a great story behind it. If not, that's OK, too. Yeah, there's not necessarily a great story, uh, but yeah, you got exactly right. It's it, it's an odyssey about tech. And when I was sitting around, and I, I got to tell you, it's probably more difficult nowadays as I see people that come up with these new creative tech names. When I created my channel about five years ago, because July, I think July 1st is my five-year anniversary of making videos, I was sitting around for weeks, like weeks, 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 because it's not just trying to come up with the channel name. It's also something that I can sit there when I started my video, like, hey, everybody, welcome back to Tech Odyssey. I mean, there's only so many things I try. I try and like, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> but I said, <laughs> right. I don't think I get this sound good. It'd be like if I gave myself a new name. If I decided, you know, I'm going to go by Jerry now. I'm not going to be right. Adam anymore. So, or Steve. Right, exactly. <laughs> whatever name. So coming up with a name is a tricky part i mean it really is because that's that's it that's your identity moving forward i'm not one of those people that's like okay this is failing i'll, I'll rebrand and change to a different name or whatever so and that's that's one reason when i started my channel my my twitter handle is just adam j matlock because i was like i don't just want everything to be about this all the time i mean i i, I like to the the two identities kind of overlap but You've probably seen my Twitter. I say whatever I want. 90% of the time, it's about food. So I didn't want people to come to my Twitter and be like, hey, I'm here for the latest tech stuff. Why is bro taking pictures of donuts again? Right, because so- <laughs> donuts are awesome. And I and I appreciate yeah. the fact that your your Twitter handle doesn't exactly kind of completely align with your, your tech channel. You're kind of talking about you know, yeah, whatever, whatever your whatever the thing is going on as far as what's kind of more like in the life of Adam Matlock, right? Like, going yeah, that's, and that's why I like. I appreciate that. I'm a, I'm a talky person. So I'm like, I don't want to limit myself to like, I'll just tweet when I want to talk about tech. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to tweet whatever I want and people can show up if they like. But I do try to, other than the chill, other than the Mexican pizza video I made the other day, which was for fun, um, if you saw that video. But yeah. That, I was going to ask, uh, I have not uh, partaken the new relaunch of the canceled Mexican pizza. Apparently it went okay how did uh, was oh, it's it delicious i had one for lunch today i mean i love these things so that's why yeah you know, i had put up a poll a few weeks ago i'm like oh my gosh the mexican pizza's coming back who wants to see a video like i i'm secure enough in my channel like if if i want to make a video about a mexican pizza someone's gonna show like i don't care i like I, I, I was totally in i i watched all of it because i like I, it's funny because when my wife had told me that the mexican pizza was being discontinued i'm like what i, I was heartbroken <laughs> i was very sad and 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 apologize. We have we have a person from the UK, so I don't even. Uh, they have Taco Bell's in the UK, correct? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe they do oh, in London. Maybe. Well, I've seen them. They had, I was in Barcelona, and they had them in Spain. I would hope that in the UK somewhere there's a Taco Bell. Right. So they have like it's yeah. like a tostada, basically, London. and it's got like cheese and some uh, um and some tomatoes you know and some refries. Yeah. Sorry. Do you know what tostada is Joe? Yeah. Okay. Basically, what it is, it's a tostada. They put beans and ground meat with seasoning in between it. They put another tostada chip, just like a tostada sandwich. 
And they put this special tomato sauce on top and some cheese. And it's amazing. It's, like, it's so good. Right. It, yeah. It's jalapenos. Yeah. And then, then and they decided one day, it's like, you know what? Somebody at uh, Taco Bell Corporate's like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and stop making that. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the like greatest things they ever made. I was like, what is going on? It, it, yeah, so, uh, yeah, go watch my video. You can see exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, you should try to. We should, I, I'll send you one. Probably going to be a little dodgy by the time it gets to you, but you know you, yeah. you should eat it anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll delete it. I'll delete it. When I sat down and I, I finally came down to the name Tech Odyssey, and a lot, it's funny because I have my Mario hat, which I don't have. It's it's over there. I'm not wearing I have it seen right it. now. Yeah, people know the Mario hat. So people think that my channel is called Tech Odyssey because Mario Odyssey came out like eight months after I made my channel, and I'm like, okay, there's no correlation. They stole it from me. I made right. my channel, and the <laughs> Based off of if you've ever read the 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 book with the Iliad the Odyssey, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it's about. It's, it's a journey. Yeah, I want to talk about mm-hmm. stuff and tell people about tech, and hopefully they'll learn something, and or at least it's helpful if they show up if they're looking for the product. Because there are some people. There's a lot of different audiences that watch tech. There's people that want to watch it just because they like to know what's new. People that want to watch yeah. it because they're trying to make a buying decision, and then there's people that want to watch it because. I don't know why. I mean, it's not for me. It's what sure, clarification but... that their phone's the best. Right. Or like, like, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Confirmation bias. Or, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. People will see something and honestly, they'll get triggered <laughs> or, or they might not get triggered or they might have buyer's remorse and they want to mm-hmm. get a validation. So they'll go out there and like, I'm going to watch this guy. There's, there's a voice out there for everything. But I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully I pre- present a voice of, you know, at least reasonably Re- reasonableness is what I like to try and project. Like I, I don't try and sell people stuff. Right. It's not like, Oh, go buy this phone. It's the greatest. Uh, if there's no. something that I love, that's really good. I will try and tell people in the video, like, I really like this, but I don't tell people like, Oh, you should go buy this. Absolutely. Yeah, I think and you're I, always very fair. Every, every video I've watched. Yeah. And I, and no, I appreciate no, the no fact bullshit, that straight up. Right. Exactly. What would you know, to piggyback on what Joe just said? He likes like your, your approach is more like, I, I don't really know much about this phone, you know, even if I haven't already, like it's, it's a Samsung or it's a Pixel that I've used before, but I'm trying to approach this from, not trying to sell you, but this is the features and the things that you may find valuable in your day. Like, I'm not trying to sell you on it, but here's the, if you value X, Y, Z capabilities of your phone or devices, this is the thing that it provides or doesn't provide for this reason. It's always, and also they're not long eight to 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate the fact that you're not trying to, and we had talked about this before the show, you're not trying to like pad a couple extra minutes in there. Cause I think people are smart enough to go. Yeah. He's just basically talking on his rear end right now. He's just trying to pad this. Into yeah, they'll tell you. Well, that's the what audience. we do, Sam. Oh yeah. Very clearly. <laughs> the, the, Very audience, the audience is a lot more intelligent than I think some people give them credit for. Sometimes they think that like, Oh, it popped up. They'll watch it. There's different ways to keep people on your on your video. One, it can be really entertaining, which I'm not. I'm not in the business of entertainment, and I don't have the aptitude for it. I just don't. That's why I I can't do TikTok. I'm not one of those. Oh, let me. I'm not just an innately entertaining person. Like you got to give me a five minutes. Like if you can give me five minutes, I can get you listen to me for half an hour. But right. it's that I, I'm not a hooky kind of person. So I don't. It doesn't matter if I put fancy B-roll in my video. It doesn't matter if I put all these graphics like MKBHD. That's not what people come to my videos for. That's not my strong suit. So you just have to play to your strong suit. And mm. mine is just talking to people and telling them what I think and doing it in some sort of a logical, meaningful fashion, I think. And I think people can tell that you have actually used the products. You've used the devices. Some people are talking on YouTube and you can tell they've not used even used the phone. <laughs> Or, or well, they've used it. It's been, been maybe a couple of days, for five minutes hours here and there. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. limited use when they're making their content. And, and I hang on to them. Like I make videos throughout the year, so it's not like okay, I bought this video, I tested it out for a week, I made a video so I could get my clicks, and I return it. I uh, most of my AdSense revenue goes to buying new phones, so it's like <laughs> I, I'm just continually feeding the machine. And I've got like the Sony Xperia 1 Mark III. I've got the 1 Mark IV on the way. I've got the Fold 3, the Z Flip 3, the iPhone 13 Pro, the SE. I've got all these phones that you go back and see that there are videos about. I have like all these phones sitting around because I like to make like a three-month later video or a six-month later Mm. video. Or if something pops up in the news, like, hey, Android 13 is available now. Let me go tell people that that. So 
it's one of those things where it's kind of been a moving target because when my my channel first started, it was like, okay, review, review, review. And then I'm like, I'm really limiting my availability to talk to my viewers and to get the message out there that I want by saying everything is a review. Everything's not a review. A lot of people, right. if they see a video, they think it's a review. But I, I like, I'll have selected topics now where I'm like, look, I have something coming out or something come that's important that I think people need to know about. I'll sit down and I make a five or six minute video about it. So it's, that's one of the great things I have with my channel is the latitude to make kind of whatever I want at, at a relevant time and put it out. And then also it's a low production value. So I can just, I sit down, I talk, I get my message out and it's out the next day. And that's just kind of how it yeah, works. quick file. Well, also too is, is your, is your, you're prolific, right? You're putting out videos constantly. You're constantly engaging on mm -hmm. you. I mean, Twitter. I mean, I don't even use Twitter that much, but every time I say, here's a comment from Adam, and I know we had a discussion that kind of was like, he's talking about Mexican pizza, or he's talking about, you know, the or or, or topics that are, are more kind of relevant to the, the time. Not even tech, really. Just kind of like just Adam talking at Adam Matlock, right? So it's, that's, it's, what my, it's, honestly, that's what my channel should have been called. It's just called Adam Talking. Yeah, Adam <laughs> speaks, right? Adam, Adam tells you what the scoop is, right? So, and I and I and I also want to mention to anybody who may not, I, I know you have a military background. So again, uh, we are actually one day from Memorial Day. So again, we, uh, for me, I appreciate your service. Thank you for for your contribution to to the country's uh, defense and everything else. And like I said, and then also. Um, so my question really is, you know, you have a, you're a, you have a, you're a lawyer. So I, I, my question is with other people who are like having channels that maybe they're trying to leverage that channel into like something that's successful. Like how, like when you started your channel, I mean, we were talking about it, but like, what are you looking like? What, what is, what does tech odyssey look like in the next 36 months? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are your thoughts about that? I just want to kind of pick your brain because you're approaching it from a little different perspective than most uh, of our tech YouTubers. You have a pretty successful career. So how, do, how does that look for you long-term? Uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to tune out for a few minutes, you can, but uh, I, I'm going to go on a, 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 a monologue here, but so sounds good. That's what we're here for. We are here yeah, for that's you why you're to, here. to let it lay, let, let it rip. sir. Let we're, rip. We're, all, we're all ears. So, yeah, so I joined the military when I was 17. Um, I was homeschooled. I never went to public school, and I graduated. I graduated high school three years early. Um, I went to college. I started college when I was 15. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> first day of college. Well, first day of college, I was 15. Second day, I was 16, because Martin Luther King Jr. Day fought in between my day of the first day of school and second day. So okay. I was like, yeah, first day of school, I'm 15. And it was funny, because when I started college at the community college down the street, they had an early admission program. Our English teacher, because I signed up for English, I only took a few classes the first semester, but he wanted us to write like a little personal essay about, you know, uh, kind of our background or whatever. And I did that. I wrote my little one page essay our first day. The second day of class, I show up. And as soon as class is over, my instructor, he stops me and he's like, hey, I just want to talk to you for a minute. I was reading your little essay and you wrote that you're 15 years old. I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm 16 now. My birthday was yesterday. He's like, Oh, happy birthday. Come with me down to the Dean's office. So we go down to the Dean's office and he's like, is he supposed to be in my class? Because right. did, he, did he sneak in here? It's like, what the hell? <laughs> They're like, no, no, he's, he's registered. He's supposed to be there. So have fun. So I did that for three semesters. And then uh, I ended up joining the military at 17. I did my parents to sign for me and I, I signed up and it was funny. I actually signed up before nine 11. Uh, I, I enlisted July 25th, 2001. So it was a completely different world when I enlisted. Absolutely. Not, not knowing what was going to happen in six weeks. And then that was all craziness, but yeah, I did 16 and a half years at active duty. Basically I was in the air national guard, but I was in a program was called active guard and reserve. So uh, full-time okay. paycheck, full-time work. I just was assigned to my base. I didn't get moved around. So I worked at the base 15 minutes down the street from my house for 16 years. So it was great. Uh, but yeah, I, I deployed a lot of times, uh, three, three deployments, lots of just contingency stuff. But after 16 years, they're like, because uh, I was military police the entire time I was in, they're like, you're too banged up. Uh, so we're going to just retire you three years early. So I got medically retired three years early because I, I couldn't deploy anymore because I was too banged up. Like I could do my job, but they couldn't send me anywhere. Right. So uh, yeah, so that was that. And I had been going to law school the last four years I was in the military. So uh, this was before I knew what was going to happen down the road, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. So 
I had started law school and I was working in the military from six in the morning till four in the afternoon. And then I would drive downtown to downtown Houston to go to class from 545 till 945 at night, four days a week. Wow. And then I would come home and study till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and then rinse and repeat and do the next, do it again the next day. But I, yeah, fortunately I was in my last year. I was just about to graduate when they're like, yeah, we're going to retire you. And I passed the bar and like a month before I retired and then started doing my legal career, which um, you were talking about $350 an hour earlier. I, I really, if I made $350 an hour, I probably wouldn't be making videos every day because I would be probably doing like <laughs> right. 60 hours, 60, 70 billable hours a week. But um, uh, exactly. Well, my, my, my former divorce attorney was a really good dude actually was clearing close to 285 an hour. He actually did me a favor because his regular oh, yeah. rate they, was two, it was 350. He did, he did it for me for 285 because he liked me. Okay. Yeah, kind of a misconception. I think some people are like, okay, you make $300 an hour. Like, well, when I work, <laughs> you, but a lot of attorneys, like you have to get a lot of people paying you that kind of money. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, if you get one client, okay, you might be getting three fifty an hour. You might only be doing four hours of work for them. So just to place, that's like one of the reasons, but also you have overhead. A lot of people that do that, they've got a paralegal, they got a secretary, they got office space. I mean, it's yeah, not I mean, just like you're pocketing three fifty an hour, but I, I, right. I'm not really into the rat race of life. Um, I went to law school. I specialized in uh, contracts and I also specialized. Okay. Uh, you don't specialize in law school, but you take extra classes in areas right. that you have interest in. So um, actually, I was I was only one class away from getting a contract specialization certificate with my law degree. But I did contracts and tax. And specifically, mm -hmm. uh, I helped with my law school. We set up the first low income taxpayer clinic at a university in the state of Texas. So I went I went to South Texas College of Law and now they actually have a low-income taxpayer clinic. People who are underneath 250% of the federal poverty guidelines can get help for free with their tax issues. So we help people okay. with their uh, cases and controversies before the IRS. But in layman's terms, it means you've got a letter in the mail and you owe them money. So people that end up in that position... Um, and that's what I do. So I don't work there, but I was there. We I was there with like we set it up that semester and started onboarding clients. And then I got a job. I actually work with the law firm that's a nonprofit law firm where that's what I do. I'm a public interest attorney. So I help people with their IRS problems five days a week. So I do that. And then I make videos at night for tech stuff. So that that's kind of where I'm at. The reason I Yes, there's a lot of sensationalism. If I had a, an attorney channel right now and I were covering the Amber Heard case, I'd have probably 200,000 subscribers. Like, I've seen some people out there that have blown up from like 100,000 oh. to half a million subscribers in the matter Emily of Baker. That's the only way I can think Emily of Emily Baker, yeah. yeah. That's she's fantastic anyway, but I mean, yeah, definitely the timing of that trial definitely helped because of engagement oh, yeah. with, the, with the public, for sure. Oh, for sure. She does amazing work, but my my heart my interest just isn't in that. Like I, I started my channel to do tech stuff and that's what I like doing. If, if I were yeah. doing work and then turning around making a channel about that work and continually, the, the legal world is a very stressful place. And you got to be on your P's and Q's. Like, I'm not going to sit there and talk about something that oh, maybe I've got a bad take on it. Maybe I've got, maybe I just didn't understand the statute that well. Or maybe right. they, also they're talking about different law. It might not be here in Texas. I'm licensed in Texas. I don't know anything about, uh, I don't know anything about this stuff somewhere else. So it's, Nothing. It's why I didn't ever get a job in tech because I, I started building computers when I was like 11, 12 years old. I've been building computers for forever. I build them all. Right. And uh, I used to do that. My buddy has a managed services company for computer stuff. I used to help him on the side for years. I like that stuff, but I don't want it to be a job. And that's why I never went to school for computer stuff, because I don't want to turn my hobby into a job uh, or right. that what I do for a living. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that if yeah, you would that. be, you know, practicing law all day or like, you know, and then try to get off that and then have a whole channel that just talks about nothing but legal aspects. So it's like, yeah, you, know, you no. got to think about all the like the dynamics and you got to read up on cases and you got to stay on top of it. You got to yeah, be sitting there all day trying to watch the video. I'm like, oh, right, I'm make informed opinions. And like, today. well, it's like, here's why <laughs> your iPhone sucks. That that's a more fun video to make, or or whatever. You know, like yeah. fill in the blank. And I have a lot of well, opinions about that too. <laughs> and it's an hour. And sometimes, yeah, I have these LED lights that are behind me, and yeah. sometimes if it's a, if it's a rant subject, I'll turn the lights red, so people automatically I, know. Well, I, I was I was going to ask you because I noticed the light uh, schematics change with yeah. your video, so I'm like, <laughs> and I noticed, and I, and I wasn't 100 sure, but I'm like, I noticed that when Adam gets a little edgy. 
and he kind of wants a little throw a couple zingers out there. The lights are are more of a red kind of amber color. I was like, I wonder yeah. if that's on purpose. So I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> you, you clarify that because I was like, some people have. Some people are like, oh, the red lights are on. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, get <laughs> ready. Mean, get your popcorn, I, right? I can have a prolific rant. I mean, I, I can rant. <laughs> I try not right. to do that all the time because then people are like, you're too angry. Right. You have you have issues, Adam. You need to really. That's no, good to do it, rants. though. It's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love to see your rants. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times, though, whenever I do turn the red light on and I do have a rant, I feel like I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in tune enough with my audience that a lot of them feel the same way. Like if I get yeah. up there and I'm just railing about, about something and people are like, you're way out in left field, dude. And then they turn it off after 30 seconds. Like, yeah, you, like I can't get down with that kind down, of thing. Right. Yeah. If I'm going to sit Or at least they I'm can think, I can understand where he's coming from. Even if they don't agree, yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah. So if I Definitely. were to sit down and, and have a conversation with, with my audience, because that's what I consider them, it's a conversation. If I'm going to sit there, I'm going to rant about something. It, I need to be on point. I, it's not. I try mm. to make sure that okay, my my people are on the same page. Like the yeah, like they're sitting there nodding with me, saying yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. I was like, wait. and 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 I guess what I was going to ask is, do sometimes you create videos knowing that they are kind of they may kind of stir the pot a bit, and you may get some feedback, whether it's engagement feedback or maybe people who want to kind of go toe to toe with you and go, hey, Adam, I think you're dead wrong, and here's why. Like. I guess my question is when you're thinking about videos, do you think that far ahead or is it like, I'm just going to put out content what's there and if it engages or if it's controversial or it kind of like moves the needle where people want to kind of give me some, maybe some back and forth. I, I'm curious, is, is that on purpose or is that just kind of like a byproduct of, of your content? If there's anything that's controversial, it's usually a byproduct, not an intention. I, I okay. don't, I don't mm -hmm. set out to make content that is uh, controversial. Um, okay. I, I try to do stuff that's informative and it's engaging. And sometimes, it, yeah, I, I'll have a, a certain angle on something. Like whenever the Tab S7 FE came out, I was calling it the Tab S7 FU because <laughs> I felt like it's, a, it's like a, the, the brand is shooting the middle finger at people because when right. the first tablet came out, they had this, the Tab S7 FE. They only put the 5G version out first, but the 5G version was an older chipset. It was only like the 750G versus the hmm. Wi-Fi, which was a 778, which was technically a better tablet. And they were only put out the 5G version first. They didn't advertise that they had different chipsets on them. So you had no way of knowing in, in case you actually went in and looked at them and they even actually said the same chipset on their website, which they subsequently updated after a few days because some other people called them out on as well. But right. I looked at that from the get-go. I'm like, they're selling you a more dated processor, which the 778 is perfectly capable of having a 5G modem. So they're selling you this one first. They're charging you more money for it. They're not telling you that it has a different chipset. And then the one with the better chipset is actually Wi-Fi only, not 5G. And it's not coming out for two months. So they can milk all the sales off of this one and get them off the shelf first. So I was like, I'm not cool with that. So that's why, right. that's why I call it that. Yeah. And I, I, I told people, I said, look, this is no fair whatsoever on how well this tablet will perform i'm sure it will perform mm. just fine if you buy it i'm sure that you'll like it i'm sure that there are some people who might be interested in this but i have to tell you from a marketing and a business perspective i think this is a giant middle finger to the consumer because they think you're stupid right yeah. and I, or, or, or it's good or, to highlight that or, or like the fact that they don't it's like we can pretty much sell you whatever we would like to sell you exactly and, and like and you're just gonna have to take it because it's the samsung device and so you're gonna buy it no matter what we really do yeah, so yeah. That, that was my perspective on it. But then I subsequently did make a video about it. And I'm like, look, this tablet will be good at about $400, like not $629. If you can get this tablet three or four months later, it will inevitably go on sale, get the Wi-Fi version, get it cheaper, and this will be a good tablet for you. But at this price, the way they're handling this, no, I do not buy this right now. But I did buy the one, the Wi-Fi one when it came out. I did review it. I did say a lot of nice things about it. And I try to keep the two... Because I'll make I'll make opinionated reviews about Google. I'll make opinionated reviews about Samsung mm -hmm. and how they do business, not just particularly about one product or not. And I make jokes all the time because I think you know I tell people you know as long as I'm still on Team Pixel and I haven't been kicked off yet. <laughs> I was going to say you're Team Pixel as well, still. <laughs> yeah, like, I I don't I don't really hold punches when it comes to my opinions on stuff. I think I'm they like, respect well, that though. I think they do yeah. respect that. Well, and I think you approach it from. 
in a, in a not just like a just a, a, like a bias. Like I hate it just because. I mean, I think they they I think they realize if you're making some kind of like negative feedback or like constructive feedback that that it comes from an A of I've used the device. This is what I see. This is how mm-hmm. I see it. Like you're not just basically firing from the hip and just kind of basically being well. I don't really care because I don't like the product, so I'm just. Gonna you can do that, and some people. Some people have done that before, and you can have like this mm-hmm. the, this flagrancy about it, where you're like, "Oh, this and that." And like, if I say something, it's usually from a constructive place. Usually, I'm I'm very mm-hmm. explicit with exactly why I feel this way and what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I try to be fair about stuff. I'm not just like Samsung is a piece of trash and they're trying to take everybody's money. <laughs> like, no, it's it's not about that whatsoever. Um, it's about help, helping people make educated decisions with their money so that they can get the best product available for them, or at least learn about it so they can make an informed decision. That's, that's what, that's what it's about. Absolutely. And then, uh, uh, and Fry's asking a question, how do you feel about the new tab, the new, that's in quotes, tab S6 Lite, a bit more expensive, but it has all the same specs of the Snapdragon chip. Have you, have you been able to, to dive into that product and be able to talk this about one, that? This one, this one I haven't. Um, I actually saw the other day that my buddy, uh, Ivan Cam, he's like the Samsung tablet master when it comes to making YouTube videos. Okay. I would encourage you to, to have a look at his video. Um, I have not formulated an opinion on it because uh, I've been completely inundated with phones here lately. Like I, I've had like five show up in the last two weeks. So I saw uh, the updated Tab SX Lite. The original one I did buy. I thought it was a great product. I thought that uh, for the value and what you got for it, for people, it was it was filling a, a spot in the lineup that just wasn't there because it was either you buy a flagship Samsung or you buy an iPad. That was really all that was available out there. So when they came out with the S6 Lite, I'm like, this is great. A couple hundred bucks, you get an S-Pen with it, and it's got a very capable chipset, so you can do day-to-day business on it. That's what people want. So to mm-hmm. see them go ahead and do that now, it makes me curious if we're going to get a Tab S8 Lite, which I'm sure we probably will, or an FE is what they're probably going to call it. Um I don't expect to see a lot more of these light videos. I know there's uh, more shutdown stuff right now. There's going to be more supply chain issues when it comes to silicon. So mm-hmm. I think they wanted to squeak right. this one out while they've got a surplus of probably Snapdragon chips. I think that um, probably it's going to be good. It's just a matter of does it fit in your price point and your use case scenario where maybe an S7 FE might not, uh, or maybe you could get an S7 Plus. S7, the silver tablet supported for very many years. And then there's the S8 which you can get good deals on. So with Samsung, it's always a moving target because they put a product out and then the next month it might be discounted 30%. Or, <laughs> right. Or, or like, like within like within six weeks. Yeah. I can say so I you liked know. your recent video um, yeah, it, saying it, about it, um, the discounts. Mm-hmm. The trading so discounts that, were awesome. That's one of the things with Samsung. They will guaranteed have some sort of a deal at launch, and then they'll have something three weeks later where you don't get the extra frills, but you'll get a lower price point. And then within a couple of months, they're going to sell more. And actually, right now, Samsung has actually decreased their forecast on project for, for producing uh, phones by ten percent from like three hundred and twenty million down to like two ninety or something like that. Um, Pretty big. Yeah, yeah a ten percent, ten percent pullback on their on their on their production forecast. So I, I'm expecting they're going to be trying aggressively move stuff because they're going to want people to move over to the S23 when it comes to this to the spring. So uh, especially with no fall note release, they're going to have to be creative to try and move this stuff because right now nobody's buying stuff. Right, like right, right now everybody's stuff like even even apple they had projected i think an extra 20 million surplus on what they were going to sell this year and now mm-hmm. they're looking at like breaking even so it's um it's a difficult time i think a lot of people thought we we're going to be in a better place now which we started to be in a better place and then things flared up over in china again and it's a lot more lockdowns over there back in the same place we were two years ago right in the, in, in the supply chain sector so it's going to it's going to put a hamper on. They're even talking about the iPhone being a couple of weeks delayed now already. So it's a uh, buy what you can that fits in your budget and just wait. These brands are going to have to try and sell stuff. So if the, they're eventually going to have a sale. Yeah, big well, time. And, and here's a DT reading my mind and the details in the show. Yeah, you beat me to it. Front of the show. So I, I know that you were really kind of. Um, you had some, I don't know if an inside track would be the right way to describe it with, with uh, onward mobility, right? You had some, uh-huh. you know, and then all of a sudden it seems like they kind of was like, okay, we're not making the Blackberry anymore. It's like, 
<laughs> what the hell? It's like, you know, we were, we were waiting for that to come. And then you got the Unihertz, so you're trying to leverage that. And I'm, I'm a big BlackBerry. I had a key to LE and a, and a regular key to I love those devices. And, and so I was going to kind of ask you, like, how did that whole honorability? Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't swear to it because I didn't have a chance to talk to you. But I was like, kind of sure. feeling like the honorability thing was like a go. And all of a sudden they kind of went and pulled the rug out. And you're like, that's a, that's what a the hell one. happened, man. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. And I've had a lot okay. of people want me to make a video about this. I really don't feel like I feel like to make a video about this whole process doesn't do anything but just pour salt in a wound. And I don't really want mm-hmm. like there's a lot of business stuff ongoing in the back end that. Right. Yeah, I had a non-disclosure agreement with Omorability, but the thing is, that was an extension also through BlackBerry, and BlackBerry is a very, very sue-happy company, uh, whether it means anything or not. Like, they sue a lot. I mean, I'm not particularly worried because I'm not going to say anything I'm not supposed to, but ultimately, everything was a go. The problem was they tried to launch the phone, and then there was, uh, it was financing stuff. Uh, What what happened was basically all the money and everything that was Everything was online to get started, and then it just went right. flatlined. So they were basically trying for the longest time to try and, and, and get basically get the machine started to start pushing the phones out, but they needed they needed income for that. Well, right. things were looking positive, but the problem was is it took two years, and then BlackBerry basically is like, look, um, you haven't delivered, so we're yanking the license. <laughs> So, I, I don't it seems like at BlackBerry, like with the Sue Happy and that kind of response, you would think that do you do you really want to get your your license out there? Do you want it to be engaged? Well, I think they didn't. I think that right. they didn't. I think two. I think when they originally were supposed to come out, they did. But right. things have changed so much with BlackBerry over the last two years. We went through the meme stock where you know it was went from four dollars to like fourteen dollars, and it got lumped in with the AMC's and all the other ones. Right. There was a lot of stuff going on. But they really, really, really want people to know that, hey, look, we're we're a software and security services company now. We're not a phone company. And they've been saying that for years. But, yes, I think that they were keen once TCL, like that whole thing fell apart. I think they wanted a partner because I believe John Chen has said he thinks there's a place for physical keyboards. He wishes that he had one. I mean, he said that in a meeting before. I mean, it's, it's not private information. But – um, I think, I think that they thought that probably by that point that the brand and the name had been so tarnished, uh, because it had mm-hmm. taken so long. And then they were just, just, I, I think they just wanted to, to, it's not worth it at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe at some point in time, somebody else comes along that has some money and has a really good idea and like wants to make a keyboard phone. But I think that they looked at look, this is how things are going. These other brands are not selling. These other phones are having problems. LG's exiting the phone business. Like right now, I think they probably thought if we put the phone out, it's probably not going to be a success. I mean, that. Yeah. And I, and then yeah. I said, I mean, you got HTC and somebody's been a comment about HTC, you know, Google buying their, their IP. H- LG is kind of out of the market. So really you're kind of like starting to kind of all these really energetic oems that we're kind of bringing different things into the space are kind of starting to kind of like fall by the wayside and now we're getting to uh really a google apple samsung world we went really we went through this we went through this in the early teen years like 2012 2014 back then you had htc you you had lg and you had they were such major players you had motorola who wasn't owned by lenovo you had lenovo you had sharp even selling the aquos phone here in the u.s you had blackberry you had and then BlackBerry, of course, making BlackBerry 10 devices and Android devices. You had Windows right. machines. You had the Windows phones. Oh. When, uh, there was so much <laughs> stuff going on. And then it's like we had a contraction. There was just too much. It wasn't sustainable. People right. were kind of picking a lane that they wanted to go in. And it seemed at the time to be kind of Android, Apple, and then maybe a few people in the business world still wanting BlackBerry. And then that one fell apart. And then it was like, okay, now HTC's out of the picture. Now LG's out of the picture. Now, like, there's there's so many brands that have either consolidated or are gone now. Even look at Nokia, uh, which they are kind of trying to make phones now, but they disappeared for a while and then right. reimagined yeah. themselves with Android because Windows, Windows Mobile went away. So I think we're kind of at a place like that again, but not because people don't want them, but because the market is so saturated because five six years ago it was like where do we sell these phones and then like okay well we'll target malaysia indonesia we'll target india billion dollar 
billion consumer market there. Well, Apple will try and permeate China. So there's been so much of just it's like the it's like people searching for oil nowadays. They're like, okay, we need to find new oil reserves. We need to find right. new reserves where people are trying to buy phones and they just don't exist anymore because the the planet's covered with smartphones now. Right. And I wanted to ask, what's your thoughts on foldables? Yeah, I was well, not not necessarily foldables, but you know, obviously, I still have and I'm still using. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right side next to my bed. I, I love that right. phone. I mean, I've got my Z Flip three right here. I'm I'm 100 on board with foldables. Uh, foldables are exciting, where yeah. normal phones mm-hmm. are not exciting. And the thing is, there's also exclusivity. It was like when the iPhone first came out. A lot of people couldn't afford or didn't place the value in a 700 600 phone. Right. When the mm-hmm. iPhone came out. You had to put down like four hundred dollars at AT and T to even mm-hmm. get one, so you could finance it for two years. It wasn't oh, one yeah. of those. I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was absolutely. crazy, and people are like, "I'm not paying that. Why do I need internet on my phone? Why do I want a touchscreen?" So it took a few years for people to catch on to that. Was they didn't know what they needed yet, and I don't think foldables create quite that same buzz. There was the yeah. exclusivity, like this is cool. I want one. I can't afford one it kind of permeates a lot of that intrigue and interest because if everybody could afford one, it would be a different story. They'd be everywhere. Um, I think question marks over durability. There are question marks. And I don't think they're for everybody yet. There, there are still people complaining about, Oh, my fold three screen, my fold two screen or my flip three screen. We're not a hundred percent there yet, but we Mm. are at a hundred percent where a company that can replace them or fix them. If there's a catastrophic failure can, so it's a matter of building confidence and permeability because you have to try and get those out into people's hands. So that was like what I saw with phase three, the Z Flip. The Z Flip sure. three is a lot more consumer friendly than the Fold. The Fold is big, it's gigantic. Uh, most women don't want it. Uh, this is something yeah. that's neat and easy. It looks cute compared to the more yeah. less refined design of the Z Flip and the Z Flip 5G. So I think we're in the right place. It's just a matter of, we need more companies to make them. We need to get mm-hmm. the price lower and we need to get them out in more people's hands. So, and with that also, there will be more durability. There'll be more changes that happen because as you build something more and more, you get better and better at it. So we went, from a, we went from a $1,449 Z Flip 5G to a 999 Z Flip 3. I fully expect there to be probably, I thought about this before because Apple likes to make their FE edition phones. It would not surprise me at all if they make a 999 or an 899 Flip 4, and then maybe we see some sort of an FE edition that might be like a refurb Z Flip 3 with a better screen for like maybe a 699 at some point to try and draw more people in. But Make they it more push, accessible. Yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah. pushed really hard to get the Z Flip 3 into people's hands. And, of course, they did because Samsung is the only one. And the, the Motorola Razor hasn't had anything in almost two years, which we're expecting a Razor 3. Yeah, I was going to say, the Razor 3 is kind yeah, of on Razor the horizon. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I, it sounds like if, if, if the early information is correct, it, it may be a pretty – I know the, the difference between the Razor 1 and the Razor 2 was pretty marketable. I mean, they were there was a really good improvement between the – Yeah, the, the Razor 5G – I, I was very skeptical about it. I thought they were charging way too much money for yes. outdated hardware, but the experience was just so good. I ended up getting yeah. one like six months later used for like 400 bucks on eBay. And I fell in love with it. It's such a good phone. So I'm expecting good things out of the Razer 3, but I expect it to be more money than the Samsung. And that's what's going to be hard. Because yeah, I stumbling block for a lot of people. I yeah. think technically the Razer 3 just as this is a projection moving forward, I think that it's going to be a better phone um, from probably an experience wise than the Z Flip yeah. 4, but I think it's going to cost more money. So less people are going to be inclined to buy it because Samsung <laughs> is a machine and they're going to find ways to get the Z Flip 4 in your pocket for $200 and they're going to give you a watch. And- well, plus they, they, they can leverage um, trading deals. They can leverage device trade-ins. They can give bundles. I mean, they, they can le- – and also, hey. here's the thing that they do, and I swear to God, I nobody understands this. Like I, I argue this. The three major manufacturers in smartphones have advertisements everywhere. You, I saw a Pixel ad the other day. I saw mm-hmm. a Samsung ad the other day. I saw an Apple ad, which is funny because really Apple doesn't have to advertise anymore. You could sell 17 million iPhones and you don't have to <coughs> an, an iPhone ad ever again. But it's just like 
you know, I, I have my, my, my duo too. I take it out in public and people don't even know it exists. Like they say to me, yeah. Oh, I had a nice. I oh, was at one of those foldable Samsung. So I went, no, it's got a, <laughs> it's got a service logo on. And they're like, Oh shit. Samsung makes phones or, or at my Microsoft. I'm like, they actually made phones at windows phone, but you nobody bought them. Right. And I would make the <laughs> argument that, uh, from a UI perspective, Windows Phone was, I my 950 literally has, you know, Windows Hello. It had Cortana. It had. And this is a 2015 device, and then like as far as feature sets, it was what good. It delivers was a fantastic phone. So it's uh, it's funny. It's like you know the, the three major OEMs that are really kind of like the front runners: Samsung, Apple, Google, are the ones that really put ads in people's faces. People know of those. OEMs, and I, well, I still that, think that's that cost money. And if, if you look at you look at where those guys are, certification wise, of the largest companies in the world, they can afford to do it. Like they right. can spend Microsoft for sure on advertising. Like their point is not to make money. I mean, ultimately it is, but their point is to get the product in your hand right. more so than it is to make money on the front end necessarily. Like if they can get you locked into their ecosystem. Or they can get you locked in. If you buy a phone, well, they'll go buy the watch or they'll go buy the tablet or they'll go buy the laptop or they'll go buy the. They will make more money just getting the phone in your hand at a lower margin than they will like, look, we have to sell this to be profitable. We can't make a phone next year. It, you know, a lot of these different ones. So, but uh, you look at a lot of it though. And I think that the strategic long-term plans are, are different. I mean, because a lot of people laughed at apple years ago when they're like oh we're we're gonna focus more on services is like what's a phone service like we just sell them a phone and then they're like oh well here we'll double down on iMessage we've got apple pay we've got our own credit card we've got apple tv apple fitness like all right. that stuff you can't find <laughs> apple out of like, someone's cold dead hand like steve Ballmer making the comment like the the, the mom famous comment talking about iphone and it's like somebody's gonna be and he blew it off like it was no big deal it's like boy <laughs> Yeah, and it's like now he's like I, I think he would probably care the fact that he made a, a really so a so not only like, has Apple yeah. found a way to charge you a thousand dollars for a phone, they're also getting thirty dollars a month from you just to <laughs> use the phone, and you don't even right. realize it. So well, be, and I think it's because Apple has transcended. It's not. It's no longer just tech. It's literally a lifestyle. It lifestyle. is, it yeah, is fashionable. Definitely. It is literally like you're not cool if you're not rocking an iPhone. And I think they have clearly crushed that segment of the marketing market. And, and that's what Living Google's trying to do now. Like Google's trying to connect those dots. Right. Samsung has mm -hmm. been throwing darts at the board trying to figure out how to connect the dots, and they haven't done it yet. But at least they're in the same – they're not – like they might not be in the same ballpark, but they're like the bat boy over by the dugout. <laughs> like, right, exactly. And, but then you get people like, okay, with the Surface Duo or people with the Motorola Razor or with these other phones – they're trying to sell you a phone and hoping right. that that phone experience makes you happy. Whereas you're buying an iPhone, you're buying, you're buying into a lot of stuff that can really be implemented into your day-to-day -day life, connected to other devices. Like there's no such thing as Motorola pay. I mean, there's not windows pay. Like people <laughs> no. aren't, people aren't applying for a Goldman Sachs card for their phone that they can share with their kids that they can use on their phone when they go buy an ice cream cone. I mean, it's, the, right. the proliferation into your day-to-day -day life with Apple makes it really hard for somebody to leave that because you have to be so anti-Apple or so I'm bored with the status quo that you're willing to leave all of that to go try a different phone. So yeah. that's 40% of the 50% of the phone market in the U.S. Oh, yeah, for sure. What upsets me with, with Huawei, I really thought they could be the one to do it until they got banned, obviously. <laughs> Right, yeah. and it's funny that a political situation kind of derailed that because really, yeah, big even, time. even Huawei now, their their ecosystem services are pretty it's good fantastic. inside of China, right? So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny how a political situation kind of derails uh, a really mm. good option for consumers. It would not surprise me if in the next three to five years, because I know well, it takes a long time to build that stuff. And mm. Huawei stepped back and they're like, look, we're going to try and build our own operating system. Right, harmony. It's, it's a lot, yeah, harmony. It's a lot to try and replace. It's not when you're trying to replace Google, you're not just replacing Android. You're trying to replace all the Google services and systems on the back end, mm -hmm. all the stuff that makes Android what it is. So you're having to build everything from the ground up.
to interact and use all, all the network stuff, the GPS stuff, the app stuff, uh, even compatibility, because you can't even access all those cool apps that everybody wants to use. It's like yeah. starting from scratch. So if anybody yeah. can do it, Huawei, and I would certainly love to see if they make a resurgence because back when the honor, like back when the uh, Huawei, uh, what was it, the P30 Pro came out, that was light years ahead of what mm -hmm. we were getting with Samsung. Like they made Samsung look like chumps with right. the P30, the P40 Pro. Yeah, right, right, right it like their apex <laughs> when they were when they were getting ready to make that next move. It went. Yep, here's my here's my here's my P30, and I'm not getting rid of it. Running that P30 Har right there. Will... I love this phone. I use this constantly when I. It's my secondary device to my duo too. Basically, the P30 Pro. I would still put that up today against almost uh, maybe even a Pixel phone or, oh, or a Samsung. Like it takes some amazing photos and, and such yeah, great definitely. hardware and software. It, it was just like a good camera. So good. Yeah, absolutely. Not just the computational photography stuff, the, the the Google Voodoo that's permeated into what smartphone <laughs> cameras are nowadays, but an actual real good photo with good hardware. Right, and I, and I wanted to ask like you it was impressive. Too, because we're also part of the purposely pixel, you know, YouTube channel. I, you know, you got you got the new Google uh, Pixel Sevens coming out, the Six A's coming out. I know you've done some videos about that, and uh, mm -hmm. the Pixel Watch. It's like my question would be is, if if Adam were a regular guy just buying a phone, what what would would you would you be in on the Pixel? Would you be excited about these content? I mean, I, I know it's hard to step back as like a content creator and kind of like a tech guy, <laughs> but do you do you think Pixel's really making a good approach as far as the the watch? the 6A, the 7, you know, those kinds of things. Do you think that they're trying to kind of create that? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts about current think, Pixel approach in 2022 going into the I think year? that they should have had this approach five years ago. The oh, biggest yeah, frustration definitely. that I've had with Google is they're like the third richest company in the world, and they treat their <laughs> smartphone division like it's Nokia. Like, how are you not funneling billions of dollars in this so you can get these out there, take a loss on it, like take a loss because mm -hmm. you're going to make up for it on the back end. Get these things in people's hands, give them the watch. Get It's like Google treats their phones like it's a Kickstarter. They're like, oh, here, we'll make this tablet. And then six <laughs> months later, okay, the tablet's dead. We're not doing this anymore. Or mm -hmm. they made all that hardware and they made a big push a few years ago, absent the watch. But when they came out with uh, the Pixel Book, the Pixel Book was really cool. But yeah. they wanted like seven or eight ninety nine for a stinking M three core processor. I'm like, you guys are missing the boat here. How are do you have all these engineers and all this money, and you're so stupid? So Google has enough money to fix the problem, yet they don't, and they've allowed it to get to the point where now people are so so cynical about the idea of them making a watch, like. Well, yeah, you let Apple sell 300 million watches already. Why are you going to wait for them to be eight miles ahead of you before you start the machine? So well, now you got the Galaxy, the watch, the watch four, which is people I've I've seen the people feedback. like it. It's, it's good, pretty, very positive. So, so that that's my whole point is they could have done this a long time ago, and why they chose to drag their feet on this, I really don't know because yeah. they've they were in a good position. The hardware has been good. You make Android for Pete's sake. <laughs> it's your exactly, it's yeah. your jam right you, where else you're, is yours as well that, that's like, my biggest frustration on. now the pixel 6 absolutely love the 6 and 6 pro uh fortunately i didn't experience a lot of problems with it but the problems it has had there there have been a lot of problems with with the yeah. phone yeah. but the problem not so much with the hardware as it is android 12 wasn't ready android 12 right. was not ready at all it was like embarrassing when they released it i mean it had caught catastrophic failure on OnePlus, they had to pull back the, the release and re-release it later. Uh, even problems with Samsung and One UI 4 and Android 12. Android 12 was not ready. And that just compounded the problems. And then I think they underestimated how different it was going to be to optimize everything for the Tensor chip and also right. the previous Snapdragon chips. That I think that is the point that we're not into a Snapdragon. We are into a Tensor chip. And I don't think they really kind of I don't no. think they anticipated how the hardware was going to not work with the software. And so, and, yeah, and with, we'll, we'll look at the Pixel 4 XL, the Soli radar, right? Remember the first like three or four months, you couldn't verify any banking apps with the Soli radar. It wasn't. Well, that was the same way. So there was growing it, pains with Face ID. It was the same way. I mean, right, there were Pixels, 
Google's really never a hundred percent. It seems like it's, they always are kind of like one, one step behind, like with their, any device they come up with, even when they think you would think they're they too quick to drop things. Right. Yeah, they come they, up with a good idea and then they just leave they it. They kind of, they kind of trying to yeah. trip over their own feet a little bit. Yeah. So this isn't the first time that pixel. So I, I think it's getting better, but I'm, I think the 6A might be a pretty good at 449. That's I, a pretty good device for 449 device, for yeah. American, for Americans, right? Well, not so much the US because a lot of people, what you're going to find in the US with the Pixel 6A, the Pixel 6 is almost eight months old. So you're going to find probably mm-hmm. similar carrier deals or where you could get a better phone. A lot of people are not going and spending 450. The Pixel 6A, the big thing that people need to look for that is adoptability in India, where this is the first Google Pixel phone that's going to be launching there in over two years. Right. Which I think is interesting. I, I'm curious what your thoughts about, like, why do you think, do you think that it was intentional on Pixel? It's like, we need to get into India because that's a huge market that's very spec conscious. They needed to be in India three years ago. Uh, I mean, <laughs> why, why, again, why is Pixel like funny. behind the ball, like five and three and four years? Like, I don't understand. Blackberry was one of the first companies to address that and move into India in 2014, 2015. They recognized it as an emerging market to, to the point that they actually sold a license to Optimus in India and also with a Indonesian or Malaysian company, Mariputa, uh, to design their own actual Blackberries for that region. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they're very, very far behind the power curve. But yeah, I mean, there's a billion people there, but they're all holding iPhones, Redmi's, Xiaomi's, Samsung's, and Every, everything Oppos. else that is, has basically permanent Redmi's exactly. that are permanent. And <laughs> I think do, see, four yeah. or five years ago, people were clamoring in these areas for these phones, and then that's where Xiaomi came up, and they're like, okay, we've got Xiaomi for China, we've got Redmi, we've got now we've got Poco phone, all these different native ones, and now I'm like, I got this amazing Realme. Uh, GT3 yeah. Neo uh, Naruto Special Edition for four. I saw bucks. that. Had I, I was like, oh, that phone I, blows so many of these other phones out of the water for four hundred bucks. I'm on AT and T, so I'm whitelisted, so I can't use any of that stuff. I'm using it on they T-Mobile. Do I, I, that's edition another discussion design. for another day. But I, I think it's funny. I think Adam, next time you come on the show, which I hope uh, you'd like to come on again, I think sure. next time this entire show, you'll probably have to turn the red light on just the entire time. Oh, because definitely. We, we're we're definitely picking your brain, and you're kind of on these rants. We want you back on with the red light. I I will tell you that I I have looked forward to this this discussion for 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 months actually. You know, trying to get likewise, yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Lenny talked to me when I was at that Pixel event in New York, and he's like, yeah, you got to come on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, hit me up. I'm pretty available. But as you can see, I, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of different things. So uh, it's, it's good. Just- it's great. Well, Love I it. like that because it means it, that, you know, it's like you're, you're also one, you're, you're engaged, you know, not only, um, you know, you know, technology, but you're also engaged emotionally, but also you're willing to put it out there. Like, Hey, I'm going to make a stand on, this is how I feel about a device. And I'm willing to, to die on that hill and make the defense on why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like, you're not just putting it out there just kind of like, you know, and I, and I, and I make the argument that, you know, Marquez, and as much as I love his channel, you know, him's coming on there and saying that pixel, the, that the, the surface duo two is arguably a worse phone. I'm like, how can you objectively say that? If you oh, use the phone so for mad. more than 10 seconds, I'm like, I saw that. I was like, you can't have been as mad as Sam was. No, oh no boy. Offense, oh, <laughs> I, I literally was like, how can you literally say that? So I, I made the, a, I made a whole video. I made I, a whole video about that statement. I know. And, and I, 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 that was like, I was like team Adam. Like I already was, <laughs> it was already kind of a thing. Right. Well, so, I was yeah. like, how can you sit here with a straight face and say that the that the duo, the original duo, is better than the duo too? Like, did you, you clearly didn't use the duo very much? And right. then what also frustrated me, all these people, and I have a lot of respect for Michael Fisher with Mr. Mobile. Oh, I love Mr. Mobile. He Big came fan. back and made that follow-up video because all of those guys that made those original videos made mm-hmm. it on pre-production software, and none of them would even admit that or even talk about it. But day one, the Surface Duo Two launch. Was a 700 meg update. Day two, there was another 260 meg update. The yeah. phone that consumers got the day of or the day after were substantially better than the experience they had for the weeks leading up to that. And nobody addressed that. So they were just like, no, this phone sucks. I'm like, no, this phone's so doesn't. unfair, though, isn't it? No. And well, and I think that, like you said, remember we talked at the beginning of the show about confirmation bias. I think that's what it is. They had already made in their mind that the duo mm-hmm. is not. A, a viable product for any people. And it's like, well, 
I'll say right now, I still use this every day. And I will tell you, I get more questions, feedback about this device than any device I've ever used in my whole life. And I'm telling you right now, is it perfect? No, but boy, it, it, it can do things that other phones cannot do. So I, I love the Surfer more. Duo. I think that it has a place at the table. And I'm right. glad that Microsoft hasn't abandoned it. Even with as bad as the first one was, which largely is a much better now. You could go get a Surface Duo now, pay 300 for it. About it's 300 bucks, yeah. Good experience. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good experience. But when it comes to the Duo 2, the biggest problem was it was priced outside of normal people's price range. But the whole thing with the Duo, right. never it was never designed to be largely adopted by consumers. It's a It's a prosumer device. It's something that, we're making this because we can, and we're trying to permeate into the field. And it wouldn't surprise me if you can get a Duo Two for a thousand bucks now, or in a couple of months get it for seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's going to check a lot of boxes for a lot of people who've been on the fence about it. And then hopefully we're going to get a Duo Three. I really hope we are because right with the, with the improvements they made from the Duo to the Duo Two, I could see the Duo Three being finally that standout. Look, this is our third generation, and maybe we can get the price down. Let's hope <laughs> and put some marketing budget behind it and see where it goes. Absolutely. So, and then it's shame. And then like I said, Greg's mentioning your Supra, which, <laughs> which I love the Supra. The only problem that bothers me is like, it really isn't a Toyota made product. It really is a BMW Roadster. And I'm like, I really wish we were like, Toyota has enough engineering chops. Like if they could have really came out, I think it's a fantastic vehicle. They do. And it was kind it's of a trade off. Uh, I, it's, I understand where they're coming from, but man, I, I think your Supra is fantastic. I would love to have a discussion at some point, have you on about Sarah's, you know, Tesla. Cause I mean, and, and folks, if you're listening and you don't know, uh, Adam's wife, Sarah has a Tesla, uh, electrical vehicle channel, Sarah J. Awesome. You need to check it out. I've been a fan. I'm not, I don't even want a Tesla. I follow her channel cause it's fantastic. And just listening to her, she doesn't seem like a car person, but this Tesla has kind of turned her into like a, a I love her channel. I think it's fantastic. I'm glad that she does those videos, and I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, whenever it came to the Tesla, she was. We were looking for a new car for her, and she really she was in love. Was like she loves Elon Musk. She loves all the Tesla stuff. She loves all the EV stuff, and all the time she's telling me about this stuff. And I told her, I said, "Look, we'll just get a Tesla." She's like, "Well, it's too much money." I'm like, "Look, you're looking at a Mazda five CX five that's like thirty two grand. That's going to be worth right. twenty as soon as we drive off the lot. It's still like gas. <laughs> right. As soon as we leave the yeah. lot, it's going to depreciate twenty. Like, you're going to be paying a lot of money in gas. Which, thank goodness, we avoided that because she drives hundred miles a day round trip for work when she works. Wow. So okay, me too. So I was like, "Look, we'll just we'll just get it." And she's like, "Well, I don't have enough money for it, or you know, the loan. I'm going to have to get a forty thousand dollar loan." I'm like, "Look." Uh, apply for it, see what kind of interest rate you get. And she got qualified for like 36 or whatever. I'm like, look, I'll give you the extra five grand. I'll pay it out of my pocket. You want the Tesla, we'll get the Tesla. But if you get the Tesla, I'm telling you right now, you make a YouTube channel. Because as much as you talk to me, it's like me talking to you before my channel about phone stuff all the time. And there's an audience for people out there who want to see your opinion on this because you're not a car person. You just you're learning as you go. You're you. This is a new emerging market. There's not really a whole lot of women talking with voices in the Tesla community. Right. Make a channel. We'll buy the car, and then you can make your videos about it. And I tell you, I, I like people will love your channel. I told her too, from a monetization perspective, <clears throat> your channel will be paying for your car inside of two years, and it only took like ten months. So I'm like, this is what you need to do. And I think that, and she's been very very successful. I think she's just about to ten thousand subscribers now. <laughs> In just, like a year and a half. So, like I said, for a person like me who isn't into that market, I, I like watching her videos because I just like seeing her discuss the car, talk about the car. Like, I'm not a Tesla person for a lot of reasons that we had TK on the show, and he is a Tesla. And I'm like, I, I want to fix my car. That's <laughs> fine. I, I'm like, yeah, that's decades that I'm going to get to enjoy a ICE vehicle, as they derogatorily call them, uh, internal combustion <laughs> engine. Like, right. I have. Like I have my Supra, I have my WRX. Like I, I like cars with real engines in them. So like I have other plans for ones that I want down the road. But right now, yeah, uh, 2JZ in this. No, they don't. Um, it's the oh. same engine. That, it's the same engine that's in the. Uh, I think in the M2, the BMW M2. 
And I think also in the Z4, I think it's the same engine. But... I was going to say it's a Z4 engine, right? But I think they are they putting a standard gearbox into the new Super. This is the first, uh, 2023, and I was kind of irritated because like my my WRX STI is is a, is a manual. I like manual sports cars, oh, but absolutely. I love the Supra. I'm like, look, I'm not going to buy a 1998. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can afford one. I mean, they're not exactly yeah, cheap. Have you looked at them? They're not exactly like ten grand. They're not cheap. They are not cheap. Uh, I mean, I, I've been a super fan ever since I was a kid. So, like, I don't care. It's yes, it's a Toyota Supra. Yes, is it basically built on a BMW platform? It is, but it's also tuned by Toyota. Uh, right. So it's it's a hybrid car. But the thing is, is it's like whenever they came out with the idea of building like an Android Blackberry. Yes, I know it's not a Blackberry Blackberry, but if this is the way I'm going to get a Supra, then this is how I'm going to get a Supra. And it's not like it's a, not a respectable car. It does zero right. to 60 in like four seconds flat. I was so, going to say, BMW I, doesn't exactly make trash vehicles. Now, if exactly. it was a Peugeot, I would be like, nah, I don't know about that. But it, It's not it like it's a co-op with uh, Volvo or Ford or something. Like It's, <laughs> like, well, it's a BMW right. sport car with a Supra shell on it. I mean, I... And yeah, hopefully I, this will lead to better things. It seems like it's been received very well. I wish it were a manual. Yes, this this year is going to have the manual transmission, which mm-hmm. I, I I wish I had. But at the same point in time, um, I was able to get it, and uh, I love driving it. So it's uh, it's a great car. Absolutely. Well, we are right, right about the one hour mark, Adams. And I realize that you have a compressed bandwidth. You have videos to make. You got uh, a Memorial Day weekend. I think Sarah and the family are leaving for a trip. So we, we want to be con- considerate and conscientious of your time. And we really, like I said, I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, really, like the last two weeks, the fact that when, when, when Lenny reached out to me and said, Hey, we talked to Adam, I'm like, Oh shit! Really? <laughs> Is he going to come on <laughs> the show? I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, we we've been really looking forward to it. And like I said, because of I was trying to get you on the old, you know, the across the podcast. But the fact that I, I like I said, I'm a big fan of your channel. When you were, and I I think your growth is great. I think it's not an accident. I think it's because undeserved, well deserved. Yeah, it's it's because of your your prolific. Yeah, video uploading, but I think the fact that you have that conversational tone, and like I said, you are a friend of the show. And anytime you have some uh, moments to spare in the next, like you know, the rest of 2022, we would love to have you on the show. And please, please understand that we are huge fans, and uh, so we we don't want to fanboy a little bit here, but we appreciate you taking the time to come on. I don't ever think of myself as having fans. I still think of my channel as it was like two years ago. Just people watch it now. I'm not just. The fact that I'm like nine thousand away from a hundred thousand subscribers is just—it's just foreign to me. I, I I'll right. get there one day, and it won't even set in that my my channel's there. So um, anybody who appreciates the the work that I do, I, I'm grateful for it. I tell everybody every video. You know, thanks for taking the time to watch the video. I mean, if anyone makes it to the end of the video, but I mean, I always thank people at the end because there's so much stuff that other people could be doing. There's so many more entertaining videos out there that people could be watching and. I'm grateful for anybody who takes the time because I I show up. Uh, I'm here to help people, and I like to talk about tech. So people that are are about that and enjoy it, it's it, it makes me. I'm very appreciative. So Joe, keep doing I, you keep absolutely doing keep keep doing that. And like I said, Joe, um, if you check us out, the Purpose of Pixel podcast, you should check out the the YouTube channel. We yeah, um, definitely check us out. Lenny just uploaded channel. a video talking about the all the stuff that's coming out with the Pixel. All yeah. of that stuff is good. Um, we appreciate that. And also extreme skins. Don't forget if you if you're yeah. looking for a skin for your phone, they actually have one for the P30 Pro and the Duo. And even my iPhone 8, which is my bank phone, which I don't really care about putting it. They also do headphones, consoles, they do all sorts. Absolutely. Head so to www.streamskins.co.uk. Absolutely. So check in mind, like Adam, I appreciate it. Like I said, I realize that your time is valuable. Thank you for coming on the show and, and spending some time with us and, and, and talking about your channel and really the genesis of Tech Odyssey. I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us, my hey, friend. Sure thing. Uh, thanks for having me on. And y'all gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, I'm sure I'll see y'all again at, at some point in time. But of course, uh, you know, I'm always on Twitter. It might be two in the morning. It might be two at Two of the day. I'm there. Well, that's funny because I made a comment the other night. I think it was like and you made a comment like I think it was like twelve thirty. I was like, "Holy shit, I'm still up." I was like, "That guy's a gamer, man. He's a, he's <laughs> he's a beauty, but he's in there doing that kind of stuff." And we'll have you on like talk about because I sports. I know you live in Texas, so we want to talk more about. Um, but Adam, 
the Adam behind the show, not necessarily the tech behind the show. Yeah, I want to know more about Adam. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't have a publicist, but just talk to me offline sometime. We'll Absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. that's okay. We don't have a publicist either. Because we'll it, send Lenny down. We'll send Lenny down. <laughs> right, your arm. Apparently, well, these Lenny is our, is, our, is our PR people. So yeah. that is it for the, the, the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe with Adam on. We appreciate you guys. Take it care of yourself have a good day enjoy your memorial day if you're in the u.s and then if not enjoy your tech and we will be back next week and we'll probably just be me and you joe i think it's just me and you yeah let's just do it yeah let's talk us. about we'll talk about pixel stuff because that's fine. yeah i'm up for that yeah all right so for yeah, myself for adam matlock for joe thank you for coming tuning in to <laughs>